Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Exciting times around here because Robert and I have been working diligently like little beavers building a course for you on horary astrology. You know, it was through horary that I first started studying in classes with Robert. I found him through Solar Arcs, but then some horary classes came up and I was like, oh man, I am all over this. And that was where my greatest learning, I think, was with Robert, was through Horary, because you blend so much just of the pure study of astrology in with this technique where you can look at a chart and answer a question. Well, I thought before we release the course here in hopefully a couple of days that Robert would go through an example of this so you could see exactly how it plays out. And this is such a classic question that not only involves horary astrology, but it's going to take a very interesting twist, as you shall hear. Robert, guide us through this. Well, this is truly, Thomas, one of the strangest experiences I have ever had as a teacher, really, and it was in one of these horary workshops. Uh, I, I thought you were in this one, but I understand you weren't. I think you joined the horary after this one, but... This was a, uh, a workshop that I did for Kepler College. Now, I've presented this orary course that you and I are about to release, oh, three or four times to different organizations in Australia, Canada, and so on. Uh, but, of course, I've expanded and hopefully refined it a little bit for what you and I are doing, which has uh, been very exciting, but it brought all this back to me. We were in an, uh, a practicum of, uh, oh, 15, 20 students, really good astrologers, and everyone was encouraged to bring their own orary classes to the to the workshops. Now, for those of you who don't know what um, orary astrology is, uh, it simply is the astrology, a horoscope for the moment that a question is asked and the moment that it's understood by an astrologer. So it's like the birth of a question, the natal chart for a question in that sense. So that's what they were doing is bringing these questions. And this woman, she lived in Hamburg, Germany, and she brought the group a very simple orary question about traveling to Lisbon. She wanted to know if a trip that she had planned to Lisbon would come off all right because the COVID restrictions were in place. This was back in 2021. So COVID restrictions on travel and uh, vaccines and all of that, uh, she was afraid. That's what she wanted to know is, am I going to be able to make the trip? And and then the second question was, would it be a worthwhile trip? I guess meaning a, a good trip. So uh, the group of really good astrologers started reading her horary chart for this trip, which, by the way, for those of you listening, there's a downloadable copy of it. So you can follow along with this and see the astrology of it if you want to. That's in the show uh, notes. Just want to clarify the, thanks. that. Thanks. Right yeah. at the top of the show notes, you can download the chart that we're going to be referencing. So that they're reading horary and um, looking at it for the trip, and is it going to be successful and everything. And during that little process, this woman happened to mention that she had visited Lisbon years ago. And she had longed to return there ever since and stay a little while and explore it more. Now, I have to tell you, Thomas, the minute that I hear that somebody is drawn to a place that strongly, strongly enough to revisit it and stay a while, I'm curious about past life connections. All right, the students read it very correctly. It said, yes, 
making the trip to London is very favorable. And if you want the astrology of that, you can look at her ninth house of the trip to London and you see Taurus on the cusp and Venus rules that. And Venus is in Aries. And Mars rules Scorpio of the house of the immediate outcome of the ninth house travel, namely the third house. Scorpio there. So Mars rules that. And Mars is in Gemini. And the rulers of the question and its immediate outcome, the ruler of the opposite house, sextile each other, indicating a yes in orary. All right, so that was all great. They did a great job, but I like to take students a little bit beyond what they already know, if I can. So I told her after the group had read the chart, I said, not only would she ultimately make the trip to Lisbon, that she almost had to make it because of past life ties there. That is why she felt this underlying pull to revisit Lisbon. Now, for astrologers, the ninth house not only rules long trips, it also rules remote past lives in the natal chart, as well as, in this case, in an orary chart. Remote past lives that are relevant to this life, or in this case, relevant to this question. So if you think of the ninth house here as being the first house of the previous life, then you can read it like any other horoscope. And doing that, reading this ninth house past life, I said that in a prior life in Lisbon, she had lost everything, everything, including her wife and children. She was a man in this life. Now, I'm not, we don't have time to go fully into the astrology on this podcast, but look at how much detail you can pull from an orary chart and how relevant it turned out to be in her present life. So I said she'd been a man in that life. She'd been a husband and a father and highly successful. And then the earthquake. Look at Uranus right there. Right at the ninth cusp in the twelfth. Then came the earthquake ruled by Uranus and the tsunami. Uranus in an earth sign, Taurus, near the ascendant in that life. But in that, in that life's twelfth house of loss and sorrow. And I told her he had been at work that day and powerless to save his wife and children. Scorpio of death is on the seventh house in that life, the ninth house. It's on the seventh from the ninth. Scorpio of death of the wife and Virgo ruling children with Mars square Mercury, Virgo's ruler and Neptune of earthquakes and drowning, as well as Uranus. There are the deaths of the wife and children. And he never fully recovered after that cat catastrophe, either emotionally or financially, I told him. And as I was relating these things to her in the group, Thomas, we all heard her whisper something, but I could barely hear it. And I asked her to repeat it, and she said, I am overwhelmed and then she shared something that i didn't know and nobody else in this group knew but she knew 
She said that the largest known historic earthquake to impact Europe and North Africa occurred in 1755 in Lisbon, a magnitude of 8.5 to 9, which is huge. And the earthquake was followed by a 20-foot high tsunami. Some 50,000 people were killed in this catastrophe. And I looked this up later online. Lisbon at that time was one of the largest port cities on the Atlantic Ocean and a huge influential city in world trade then. It was also a major center of Catholicism and home to Catholic religious authorities, so there was some contention going on there too. Now, in this life, this woman is very metaphysical and spiritual. She's an astrologer. But in that life, as a man in Lisbon, she had basically ignored the spiritual or religious values to concentrate on getting a higher education and earning success and wealth and outer respect, which she indeed achieved. I told her from this chart, looking at this past life, that she had been a respected scientist, engineer, and even something of a physician, an inventor, an entrepreneur who designed and constructed things like new surgical instruments and new medical techniques for the time, who also worked with other scientists and engineers and politicians to develop and build more progressive and expanded educational programs and healthcare and hospital system for Lisbon's population. And on that day of the earthquake, most people were observing All Saints' Day. They were in churches at the time of the earthquake, and they died when the buildings collapsed. And it's probable that his wife and children in that life died in such a collapse as that. So now you begin to see this enormous guilt that he felt then as a husband and a father for not being able to save them, and also guilt over not being particularly religious in that life, except superficially. And look at the role that religion played in this previous life in Lisbon. Look at Pluto and Saturn, both in the fifth house. The irony of all that is that his not being religious in that life had in fact spared his life, because if he had not chosen to work that day, he would have attended those services with his family and died along with them. Now, at the time, I'm reading this on Google, <laughs> the religious authorities had proclaimed that the earthquake was caused by the wrath of God. And in that lifetime, she, who was a man then, had really rejected all of that. So again, you can get a sense of this really existential guilt that this man carried with him ever since. And he had never really developed the inner resources because as a, an engineer and city planner and scientist and so on, uh, he was very preoccupied with the, the material world. And there was no such thing as psychological counseling for post-traumatic stress syndrome back then. There was just faith in religion. But she had inwardly rejected those since about age 11 uh, as being backward and bigoted and superstition and all of that. 
but he was unable to recover after the loss of the spouse and the children and feeling cut off from any spiritual resources. The sorrow and the guilt and the depression ultimately overwhelmed him. To use her word, Thomas, in the orary workshop, I'm overwhelmed. That was that man's voice speaking to her and us across space-time. And she took her own life in that previous existence, that man did, finally throwing himself from a cliff into the sea. So in this life, she feels compelled to go back to Lisbon and reconnect with his former self and that former life and find closure and healing to reassure herself that that past man in Lisbon had survived the earthquake and had helped rebuild Lisbon. And even as he had survived death back then to live again in the form of her today, returning to her present self as this woman in Hamburg who brought this question to an astrology class and got this revelation. And that is the healing revelation from this, this reading. The understanding that his then wife and children never blamed him. They never felt abandoned by him. They understood and they admired his major multiple careers and contributions and dedicated work for the good of the city. And they understood that it took all of his time. And he, they understood that he did it all to give everybody the best life possible. And look at the marriage ruler by Mars in, the, in that lifetime, sextile Venus and the moon sextile and trine Jupiter and Venus. That's quite a marriage. But the, the shame and the guilt that he felt at that time was magnified uh, by realizing he had focused almost completely on work. And he never did learn how then to show the love and appreciation that he genuinely felt for his family. And then after the earthquake, it was too late. So her desire to return to Lisbon today, mentally and psychologically as well as physically, is to help heal who she was then and release him from his despair. Um, she knows enough now as an astrologer to know that she doesn't have to continue carrying this unwanted guilt and this baggage. She can understand all that now and forgive. So this was an inner journey as well as an outer journey. And that's what really struck me, Thomas, when earlier when she said, I'm overwhelmed. And as we got into this reading of this, I realized that was exactly how that man felt. So today now, she knows that that man's life was not in vain. He could not have prevented the deaths of his wife and children, nor does he bear any guilt. And now she knows that he was also loved and appreciated even then by his wife and children and by the people of Lisbon. Also, I don't think I mentioned this in the workshop at the time, Thomas, but it later occurred to me 
that that past life in Lisbon featured a deadly collective disaster, a catastrophe that killed many, many people and took everything this man had. In this life, her return trip to Lisbon occurred during the COVID pandemic with all of the masks and vaccinations and travel restrictions and some 7 million deaths worldwide. So you see these sorts of parallels in reincarnation that correlate to present events. And that's the story of one of the strangest practicums in Orary I have ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And then the strangest student you ever had came in after that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think one of the best I ever had. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll tell you, there are some crumbs that obviously we have left from this episode. Things like, well, let me just ask you this one, Robert. Why did you say that this was a man, not a female? Because I'm thinking Taurus, which is the ascendant of his chart in the previous life, is a female sign. It is, isn't it? And this is a great question. You're looking at the ninth house as the descriptor of this man in the past life. Taurus is a female sign. Then you look to the ruler of Taurus. It's a female planet, Venus, in a male sign. Aries, conjunct sun, a male planet, in a male sign, Aries. So you've got one, two, three indicators of a male to two for a female. So it's a male. Wow. That's how you do that. (laughs) All right. Here's the deal. We are going to take the long version of this where Robert basically reconstructs that practicum day for us taking the chart, walking through symbolism by symbolism, and showing you right there on the chart, we'll put that as a bonus episode in the course, all right? So if you want to see how he came up with, how did he know it was All Saints Day? He didn't just, I think, pull that out of a hat. How did he know this guy was a respected scientist and engineer? What about the guilt? How did he know he took his own life by the means of jumping off a cliff? We'll talk about all of that in the course. All right, here is our plan. We anticipate to release this on April 20th. I'm thinking at midnight. And we will let you know in a podcast that will be released at that same time. And we'll tell you exactly how to buy the course. The links and everything will be live. You'll be able to just click in the notes and go straight to it and participate in this tremendous knowledge of astrology. Wow, it's been a long journey, but we are sure excited. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back hopefully in a couple of days with the launch of the course. 